0: My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites. Not the time for saving. 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Armour's going to win the football game. Three seconds at mid-court. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. You're listening to the Bet the Juice podcast presented by Degenerate Synopsis.
1: Welcome back to the Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday, Connor, it's time for the first annual Juicy Awards.
0: This, the, this would have been the perfect time to have a soundboard.
1: It would be. <laughs> for the people that don't know that, this is the college football award show. We should do one for basketball, too, at the end
0: of the year. We will.
1: Um, this is the college football version of it, and this is just awards that aren't You know, it's not the Heisman. It's It's giving
0: recognition to the people that deserve it that will not be winning any of the awards.
1: And there are some awards that I don't even know. Exactly. Hunter has them listed up. Honestly, we should do the same thing for basketball, too. I'll do it on the flip side. So, and we're literally going to hash these out on the air.
0: So, get ready, people. Yeah, I don't
1: even know them. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Tiebreaker. So, there's only two people. I literally have a coin. (laughs) app on flipacoin.com and we were going to flip it <laughs> to see oh no we should do we should get a roulette table oh my god. <laughs> we should do
0: a roulette wait th- what there. happens if it lands on green isn't that zero
1: oh dude i right, hold on i'm pulling up a roulette oh, table god damn it
0: we're already making this okay
1: new. so yeah we'll, we'll figure this out we'll keep going um yeah so like you said, this is more of an award show that's going to kind of shout out the people that aren't just going to get universal love from everybody.
0: And none of these people are going to know that they haven't won these awards whatsoever. If you,
1: for some reason, are listening, we will send you something.
0: I mean, what do we have to send? We'll send, them, we'll send them G. You will not be sending we will
1: send them a really nice thank you card. Probably a reused Christmas card that my grandma sent me.
0: And like, hey, retweet us so we could get more listens.
1: Yes. Connor, this is the college football edition of it. I'm going to give it to you and let you take it away.
0: All right, so just going to start off with some of the positions. Uh, Starting off with the quarterbacks that won't really get the love but deserve it so much. Starting off with Michael Penix from Washington. I mean, completely... Resurrected his career after transferring from Indiana to Washington. Had a phenomenal season. 66% completion. 4,354 yards. Led the nation in yards. 29 touchdowns. 7 INTs. Austin Reed from Western Kentucky. 2nd in the nation in yards with 4,247 yards. 2nd in the nation with 36 touchdowns. Just Kept the t- Western Kentucky train rolling. Frank Harris from UTSA. 69.6% completion for 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns. Just continued excellence from him. In, and uh, just want to say, meep meep. Just because I know you're going to hate yeah, go that. Yeah, <laughs> Clayton Toon at Houston. Having another phenomenal year after... A pretty good season last year. Let, tied for first in the nation with 37 touchdowns and having 3,800 yards. And then lastly, Bone Nix from Oregon. 71.5% completion for third in the nation. 3,300 yards, seven touchdowns. So there are...
1: The nominees for what? Like forgotten quarterback award? Quarterbacks
0: or- that won't get the love.
1: Okay. So, how do you want to do this? Are you finding a guy and I'm finding a guy, or do you just we're both finding the same one? Because my pick will be Michael Penix. Strictly mostly because of how much I've shit on him for two years.
0: It's unanimous. Okay, it's it, Michael it, Penix it, too. It's Michael Penix. Honestly, he deserved a lot more love. I know there were only four people announced to the Heisman. He could he should have been a finalist.
1: Yes, that's in had no Business being there.
0: But yeah, Michael Penix because I remember
1: sitting here when we did the pack preview and basically just roasting how we bad were both on
0: Washington under. We were after that COVID year; like he didn't have a good year at Indiana. I know he had injuries, but we did not have a lot of faith in him, and he proved us wrong. We'll probably be hearing from him again shortly. All right, getting to the running backs, we got Dwayne Dwayne McBride, the UAB running back. 1,700 yards rushing, first in the nation, a 7.4 yards per carry, 19 touchdowns, tied for second. Izzy to the hizzy from Pitt, 1,431 yards, an average of six yards per carry, first in the nation with 20 touchdowns. Chase Brown, he was up for the Doak Walker, but we all know how much we love him second in the nation with 100 or 1643 yards 10 touchdowns and he had the most complete or most attempts in the nation at 328 rushes Brad Roberts from Air Force we all know how much you and I loved Air Force this season 1612 yards rushing third in the nation and 308 attempts, second in the nation. Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota, 1,594 yards for fourth in the nation, 19 touchdowns, tied for second in the nation. They're the nominees.
1: So I have one guy particularly in mind. So this is, for me, more than anything choosing this award, it's somebody that's going to mean something to me and a team that I was very successful betting, and we I was very high on the beginning of the season that not very many people were, and I'm going to go Chase Brown. Oh, okay. He, Illinois' defense did carry this team, but without Chase Brown, that Illinois offense was not going to move. You're right. With the lackluster play-up wide receiver and quarterback play being suspect, like he's the one that basically opened up everything for him and got Illinois football. Illinois football at eight wins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Behind, I mean, obviously behind the seller defense, but he was the heart and soul of that team.
0: I mean, I hate it, but it's unanimous again, dude. God
1: damn it, we think so much alike.
0: We, I, But honestly, I like, spend the goddamn 328 reliable. attempts for a non-option team. That is insane. He had 20 more carries than Brad Roberts did. He was the lifeblood of this offense. Like, I don't even have his passing stats, but we all know it's probably crazy. Yeah. He was amazing this season, and he's a big reason why Illinois had so much success this season.
1: Like, if you take Chase Brown off Illinois, that team does not go bowling. And they got the eight wins. So I think that one's pretty clear.
0: All right, now heading to the wide receivers. We have Nathaniel Dell, the Houston wide receiver, 1,354 yards Good for second in the nation. He averaged, uh, or I screwed that stat up, uh, 15 touchdowns. Tied for first in the nation. Rashid, or Rasheed Rice, SMU, 1,355 yards. Beat him out by one yard, but good for first in the nation and also had 10 touchdowns. Keelon Stokes from Tulsa. 1,224 yards, but good enough for fourth in the nation. Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State, 1,171 yards, good enough for seventh in the nation. 107 receptions, the number one, the most catches in the nation, and also had six touchdowns. And lastly, Charlie Jones from Purdue, He had 1,199 yards, good enough for fifth in the nation, 97 receptions, good enough for third in the nation, and 12 touchdowns, good enough for second in the nation. And I just want to throw this out, not trying to sway any picks, but Charlie Jones was the transfer from Iowa.
1: That's who I'm picking. (laughs) It is on on that reason. Hold on, hold on.
0: Just for comparison, Iowa wide receivers this year had 752 yards, 72 receptions for two touchdowns. Charlie Jones, unanimous.
1: Yeah, that, I think I was wondering <laughs> if you were going to mention his name because that was somebody I kind of Dude, had planned. he should
0: have been up for the Blitnikoff just on that alone. Yeah. Like, made the transfer, outdid the whole wide receiving core. Now, that was the wide receivers. I know Iowa goes through the tight ends. If I did all that, it gets a little hectic. But, I mean, just – it's – I mean, we, What can you say? What what really can you say?
1: Yeah, especially like when you outdid your entire school that you just left. And I get it's a more pass-friendly system, but still.
0: Now we're going to head over to the defense. This is kind of just like hosh-posh of players. Uh Emmanuel Forbes, the Mississippi State cornerback, six INTs, tied for first in the nation, ten pass breakups, and three touchdowns, three defensive touchdowns, which was first in the nation. Jose Ramirez, the Eastern Michigan D lineman, 12 sacks, good enough for second in the nation, and 62 total tackles. Thomas Incombe, I think I'm Pronounced that right, the Central Michigan defensive lineman, eleven and a half sacks, good enough for third in the nation. Jason, fucking up here, Jason Henderson, the Old Dominion linebacker, one hundred and seventy-nine total tackles, first in the nation by forty-six. He had fifty-eight solo and one hundred and twenty-one assisted. Sean. Duloc, the Buffalo linebacker, 123 total tackles, 86 solo tackles, good enough for first in the nation, 37 assists, two sacks, seven pass breakups. What are you thinking?
1: You gave the Mac a lot of love there. I know. Three Mac schools. Yes. I mean, when you have a number like 176... I get a ton of them. Or one seventy nine. One seventy nine. My bad. And he's forty some odd more than the others. For me, that's kind of hard to ignore. All
0: right, so we're gonna defer on this because I'm with Emmanuel Forbes, the Mississippi yeah, State I, corner.
1: That'd have been next.
0: So to think about, he had six ints, three touchdowns. Half the time that he got a pick, he took it back to the house. Yeah, that's. And I know for a fact that he has also done this throughout his career. So I'm on Emmanuel Forbes and you're on Jason Henderson.
1: Okay, do you want red or black? Red. Yeah, red. And I'll let this motherfucker spin. And if it hits zero, it's the Buffalo guy.
0: Okay. Just because. That would be kind of like it's rolling. Oh, and, uh, uh, oh.
1: Uh, oh, my God, I'm get zero. And it it's black. Fuck. All right. Cody one, Connor zero. So that is Jacob Henderson is our forgotten defensive player of the year award.
0: It's funny. I listed off all those MAC players, and it was between the – S-
1: <laughs> Yeah, Ole Miss and uh, Sunbelt team.
0: Ole Miss, Mississippi State.
1: It was dummy. Mississippi State, my bad. Dummy. I missed that.
0: All right. Time for the coach of the year. Now, this is going to be a lot different. Well, for, for one,
1: who actually won Coach of the Year?
0: Sonny Dykes. Okay. De- deserving so. Okay. In my opinion, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, going to be a little bit different nominees. We're going to give respect to the coaches that aren't going to be up for those Coach of the Year awards. Starting off with Lance Leipold from Kansas. Next, we have Jim Mora from UConn. Great turnover there!
1: Oh god, you're gonna wait, me wait, wait,
0: wait, hold on. Mike Elko from Duke, Jed Fish from Arizona, Mike Norvell from FSU, Clark Lee from Vandy, and now ultimately, I think when I say this last name, we're gonna be unanimous on this, and I think after he wins this unanimously. We're gonna be naming this award after him, Mike Leach from Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard not to do that.
0: I think we need to honor him because he. I. I don't know what kind of recognition this man is gonna get, but it'll doesn't. be good. It'll. He be deserves all the recognition. So we're unanimous. Yeah, that was the late ad. If I had all right. Obviously, this is now the Mike Leach Award, Coach of the Year Award. If Mike Leach wasn't in this, what would your vote have been? All right, I also
1: want Brad Bielema and Jerry Kill to be in there as well. Two guys that deserve a little bit of love. Okay. Like, I mean, Illinois got turned around, and New Mexico State ever making a bowl game is impressive. Granted, you beat Valpo to end the year, but still. So who
0: would it have been? Go one more. What? I,
1: I want you... Read them one more time.
0: Lance Leipold, Jim Mora, Mike Elko, Jed Fish, Mike Norvell, Clark Lee.
1: Okay, I'm going to eliminate Elko. I'm going to eliminate him just because the Coastal was so weak. Like, I want Duke to be good at football, but, like, you had some easy wins in there. It's hard not to pick Jim Mora. It's
0: I mean, really that, hard not to pick I Jim mean, Mora. I picked the ones that turned around some of the hardest scenarios to turn around.
1: Like, if this, this stat here might sell me, I'm going to look it up real quick. I mean, who? I mean, how many games has UConn won in the last? I mean, he, he took them to six and six, correct? Yes. They went bowling. They have won a combined six games in the last four seasons. Obviously, they won the national title in 2020 because they stood up to COVID and didn't play. And did I, I'm going to go Jim Mora. He uh, yeah, got UConn to a bowl game. All
0: right, so we're going to defer on this. My vote's for Mike Norvell. Uh, not Con- who I expected you to pick. Considering, like, how the offseason sort of started from for FSU, you had the—I don't want to say the—literally a year ago, or coming up on a year, early signing day, you have the insane flip of Travis Hunter to— uh jackson state and i was in i this was when what is it where twitter spaces really started popping off was when that flip happened and i remember being at a job not my current job but listening i'm trying to save my ass here okay i was at work listen up at the desk listening to some of the twitter spaces of the FSU fans and how just because of that flip, they wanted him the fuck out. He came in to the offseason on the hot seat before like any spring game happened, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is a little bit of credit to just how good Jordan Travis has been this year, but he also made him better. Mike Norvell has also been doing a lot of work in the portal. We already saw him take a cor- uh, lineman to the first round in Jermaine Johnson. He finds another one in Jared Verse. Then he finds Johnny Wilson, a six-seven wide receiver from Arizona State, and makes him an absolute beast and comes away with a 9 and 3 season. Like it's kind of, I guess I'm a little bit biased because out of everybody on this list, he had the best record. But man, I bought into the hype for FSU. This far exceeded what my expectations were.
1: Yeah, and I remember sitting here at the doing the ACC. I think it was our first podcast back since the since my accident. They did Literally, I'm pretty sure the total was seven and a half. And
0: six and a half.
1: Was six and a half. Okay. I was still super bold, like, kind of questioning it just because of how hard their schedule appeared on paper. And hell, they got the nine wins. They crushed that two and a half over there. Mm-hmm. So that was an easy catch for you. Yeah. I will give Lance Leipold the zero here.
0: Okay. Because. Yes. Yes.
1: E- yes. Like, Justin Bean played well, but if Jalen Daniels doesn't get hurt, this I don't know how many. This team could have fucked around and won nine games. Yeah, you're right. I can't and obviously I'm glad he's gonna be staying there too. So that's two teams that are gonna be we're gonna be in love with I guarantee next year, especially mm. Florida State. So what a yeah. number you want here? Or what color, red or black? Mm. Or you wanna go out or even
0: wait, who was your pick?
1: I picked Jamora You got UConn Damn. to a bowl game.
0: Damn, I was trying to do it but give me black.
1: You want black? Yes. It doesn't really matter how much money I fake money I bet. <laughs> We'll spend this wheel here. So Jim So black is Mike Norvell, red is Jim Mora, and green is Lance Light. God damn it. Oh black? wait, no, wait, that's me. Yeah, Shit, that's you. I'm that's an you. idiot. That's Mike I'm an idiot. And honestly, he got UConn to a bowl game, but I do think I think Mike Norvell probably is the right choice here anyway.
0: All right, heading to the biggest surprise team of the season. Going in order, we have Washington, we have TCU. Oregon State, Tennessee, USC.
1: I would get rid of USC immediately because I do think their win total was like nine and a half. Yes. So, and they barely got over there. I guess, yeah. they, won, I guess they won 11 games. Yeah, and all these game.
0: other, all these other guys. And I mean, they were also heavy favorite to win their de- or conference.
1: Yeah. I I I'm pretty sure there's only one choice, right?
0: Who Who's your pick?
1: It's got to be TCU, right? no i mean tcu went to the playoff they were picked to went what fourth or fifth in the big 12 and they're in the playoff now The three uh, same. i feel like it's hard to that's pretty surprising
0: i i really want to give it to tennessee but granted they didn't. i want to give it to tennessee so bad because dude like we were on tennessee but th- this season far exceeded our expectations yeah it did like, remember my hand in Heisman bet That was $2 to win $140. Mm-hmm.
1: Which still sucks because of the ACL injury.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I, like, obviously know the South Carolina loss. But, like, oh, that Bama game was just amazing. They had so many amazing moments this season. I'm, I'm sticking with it. Tennessee.
1: You'll take Tennessee. I kind of didn't want to flip now because I kind of like Tennessee too. I don't know, but TCU made the playoff. Exactly, like, so I,
0: I think we have. I think we have to fight on this.
1: Okay. We will I will. What? Uh, what color?
0: Oh fuck! Um, red and black. So yeah, you take black. I'll take red. Okay. Um, who is
1: getting the zero? I'll give you this one.
0: Um, I really
1: want the zero to hit. Uh,
0: Washington, I guess. No, we'll give it to USC. We
1: have to, oh god, <laughs> the team I don't want. All right, it's zero here. to me pissed. So I got black. So black will be TCU. Red will be Tennessee. Green is USC. Oh, oh, oh. Let's go. And it's red, so it will be Tennessee. Is one of the Rocky Top. That does feel about right, though. We're all, we're also down a dollar in this fake oh great cash game, so we're gonna have to raise <laughs> the ante out, a Cash out, <laughs>
0: cash out. All right, now to the biggest disappoint disappointing team, we have the Miami Hurricanes. The Nebraska Cornhuskers, the Boston College Golden Eagles, the Texas A&M Aggies, and the Northwestern Wildcats.
1: I think I might know where you're going just because of personal. It's more personal for you. but no, I'm going, I don't think you know. I'm going is. Texas A&M. God damn like it. You were un- projected top ten team.
0: It's unanimous.
1: Yeah, you're projected to be top it's ten. It's unanimous. What like, are they with? four wins? Uh, five. five. Oh, yeah, they fucked around and beat LSU.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean – and especially after everything that happened this off season between Saban and oh my god, I'm, Jimbo, Jimbo, like that whole spat happened. You had the number one recruiting class. I'm pretty sure they just had their 22nd player enter the portal. You can't figure out how to run a good offense. It's unanimous, Texas A&M.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I don't think it's even a question. Like, you don't even go bowling, and you're paying your coach how many million dollars a year.
0: That buyout was, That buyout was trending a lot. All right. Now, for an award that they don't give out, but I think that they should, it's the Comeback Player of the Year. Starting off with Michael Penix from Washington, Bo Nix from Oregon, Mohamed Ibrahim from Minnesota, Adrian Martinez at Kansas State, Spencer Rattler, South Carolina, and I, I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna you're gonna think I'm a stooge. Cam Babb, Ohio State.
1: Okay. So it for me, this award means different to other people. I'm not giving the award to any of those quarterbacks because they were bad and then became good, had good seasons. I would give it to Ibrahim because he's coming off an ACL injury. That's what the award means to me. Like, I wouldn't vote for Geno Smith in the NFL for the comeback play of the year just because you weren't playing for so long. To me, that award means somebody that battled back from an injury and, you know, went back to a higher level or the level that they came from. That, But that's just personal. Like, I'm not going to give it to Rattler because he was dog shit at Oklahoma and then had ended the career at South or His last four or five games, you know, played really well. But that's just what the award really means to me.
0: So, my vote is for Bo Nix. Considering everything that he went through at Auburn, and to make the transfer to Oregon, I know they kind of fell short of what they really could have been, especially in that Oregon State game. But to completely turn around the narrative, and like, I didn't want to vote for Michael Penix because, well, he yeah, there was a narrative that is he a good quarterback. It was more national about Bo Nix not being a good quarterback, and I kind of that—that's why I almost voted for Adrian. But just the fact that he completely flipped the narrative on his career, my vote's for Bo. Nix.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they beat Oregon State, he's. Probably, but yes, he's, you
0: are right that it should go to an injury. That's why Cam Babb should win it.
1: He played one game, didn't he?
0: One game, one touchdown. Four torn ACL. This isn't fuck you.
1: This isn't like the my high school Baron award where they just shut give it up. to the worst just fucking player up. on the team. Just shut up. Because you try hard. Do the roll. Do um, the roll. but no, if, if they would have beat Oregon State, I mean Oregon lost two games, correct?
0: Yeah, Georgia and To Oregon State. And somebody else. I think they only had three.
1: Did they slip out to UCLA?
0: No, they beat they UCLA. You
1: beat UCLA. They didn't I'm, play USC in the regular season. I'm, I'm fucking blank. I'm already missing it now. Uh, they had to lose to somebody else or they would have been in the Pac 12 title game.
0: Da, 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 da. Give me a second. Who was Oh, they did lose. They lost to Washington. That's
1: who it was. Yes. Yes. But, I mean. <laughs> Damn it. That does like look he,
0: good for us not voting for Michael Penix right there. At the but. end
1: of the. He already got. Washington already got an award. Yeah. Um, If he didn't have, like, the season didn't end the way it did, and, you know, he was kind of limping around the last few games, too. Like, he very well could have been invited to the Heisman Ceremony. That's yes. the kind of year he had. you want red or black?
0: Uh. So, since you're on Mo, I think you need red, and I need That's black perfect. for Oregon.
1: I'm putting $100 of fake money on it, too. <laughs> God damn
0: it, we're going to lose our
1: money. And zero goes to, do you just give it to Penix? Kambab. Uh, no, fuck <laughs> Right. It is going to Mo Mo the Ibrahim. guy
0: who actually is coming back from an injury, so that rightfully so.
1: I think that award is very subject too, because it's like this year with Gino and Saquon Barkley. Okay, you know
0: so I mean? we have our four our goo our goofy ones, and then we have Game of the Year, which yeah, same to the Game guy. of the Year is going to take a while. Okay. So, do you want to get the stooge ones out of the way? Yeah. Okay, time for the stooge ones. Starting with the stooge of the year. Yeah. Starting off with Desmond Howard for his Heisman or his playoff prediction.
1: What was it again? He had, yeah. I know he we well, had Baylor, Michigan.
0: Baylor, Michigan, Pitt, Texas AM. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's tough. He got one.
0: <laughs> Next nominee Jimbo Fisher.
1: I see, that's the problem. I don't think he's a stooge. Because if he gets that pay- buyout,
0: like... Yeah, you're right. Next one, Scott Frost. Next one, Davo Sweeney for starting DJ all season. I
1: oh, a tough one to beat.
0: Now, this one I think will end up making it unanimous because we have heart on it all fucking season. The officials in the Indiana-Illinois oh, game. that, damn, that, that damn. unanimous. Week one, yeah. Not unanimous. Even <laughs>
1: not even fucking close.
0: Not even close. How we went. We still will not let that go.
1: The touchdown. I don't. There was some bad pass interference calls and some like roughing the passer shit. I didn't agree with, but the touchdown.
0: That would
1: don't. Guy sh- catches the ball. If you guys caught it twice, caught catches the ball, goes to the ground. Player. He has full control of the ball. The defender's not even at the ball at this point. As his the Illinois player is laying on the ground, the Indiana guy grabs it. They struggle for a couple seconds, then he rips it out. You would mm-hmm. think that's it. But no, the Illinois guy actually stretches out with the foot in bounds and catches it again, goes to review, incomplete.
0: Mm-hmm. Unanimous.
1: Literally flipped the game. One of the, I knew this
0: was going to be unanimous.
1: Honestly, honest to God, I don't know if I've ever seen a worse call than that. Especially oh. one that went to review. That's the worst part.
0: I fucking called it. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, that's not even close. <laughs> Alright. Time for the drop your nuts moment of the season. Kinda of some like really ballsy moves that or moments that happen this season. Starting off with TCU literally all season. Mm-hmm. We could go into detail each game about how they had their fucking moments, dropped their nuts, and won the game. Except for the Big Twelve Championship. Yep. <laughs> All right, the next one is for their quarterback, Max Duggan on that game-tying drive in the Big 12 championship and getting the two-point conversion. Ran for 95 yards when they needed, 95 yards to score a touchdown to tie and needed two-point conversion. Was damn near dying on the field. Next one. App State won't die against UNC. <laughs> yep. Couldn't
1: pull it out, but they literally would not die.
0: All right. Just a small play that kind of happened, but was one of the ballsiest plays I had seen. Oregon's onside kick against UCLA. That was completely ballsy.
1: Yeah, that basically kind of, and they go down right down and score. And that exactly, in and,
0: and that kind of got them the win there. And it kind of started to propel Oregon to almost being like a playoff dark horse. Next one, LSU's two-point conversion against Bama beat there. Alright next one JT Tumaloow Versus Penn State We all know the insane Sat line that happened and how much He wrecked that game The next one Oregon State's comeback against Oregon when they Did not mm. complete a pass And came down from several Scores the next one Utah versus USC All season just because they pulled off the upset oh, both yeah. times, and now the reason why this award is called the Dropio Nuts moment of the season: South Carolina versus Tennessee.
1: See, I can't vote for that because I did not watch a second of it, and it didn't even cross my mind. And then I just got an update: South Carolina lost. Remember, I texted you like the next day. It was like, "Dude, Tennessee lost South Carolina." Like, yeah, I know. I fucking watch.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what's your vote?
1: It's really hard to pass on that two point conversion, but honestly, I might end up voting for. I'm gonna vote for JTs for Ohio State, and you know I don't like Ohio State. Wow! Like that was a insane stat line. Without him in that game, Ohio State loses to Penn State, and I they're am, not sitting where they are.
0: I am shocked that. Wow! Like that looked that like is, an. Because I actually big of you.
1: did have eyes on this game, like the entire game. It wasn't flipping back and forth. It looked like an Aaron Donald like affected. Like kind of on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. like I've never seen anybody but him affect the game like that. Yes. You know what I mean? While, I will go with there.
0: While I do agree with you, my votes are TCU literally all season. It's a
1: good vote, too. So now you go with TCU.
0: Because, like, for me, I guess it's really one moment that reminds me of so fucking ballsy, and it was that last play against Baylor, running the field goal unit out like that with time running out. There were so many damn moments that they had this season that it could have slipped away and they could not make. They would have missed out on the playoff. But some fucking how, some fucking way, they found a way to win. So for this one, I'm TCU. All right, give give me me the two.
1: Give me the two point conversion to beat Bama, LSU to beat at Bama as the zero here. Oh God!
0: I swear to God, if it lands, I want a
1: zero so bad. And we don't have double zero either, so. Oh
0: damn. it's Black. Not, it is black, so it will so, be TCU all season. Yeah, it's literally it's TCU literally all season. Now, time for the galaxy brain move of the year. You really
1: got to explain to me what this means again.
0: Okay, so galaxy brain. While it does mean that you are having an absolute genius thought based off of fucking anything. Okay. This is the complete opposite because these people made some of the dumbest moves okay. I have ever fucking seen. And you will see that as we get to our nominees. I already know I'm picking. Starting off with Scott Frost with the onside kick versus Northwestern. dum 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 Next one. Jeff Brom not running the ball to close out Penn State week one. I will never forgive him for this. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about now.
0: Mizzou. At the end of the Auburn game. (laughs) Tragic, tragic, tragic. Next, Texas A&M's play call on the last play against Bama. Remember how they were going for the touchdown to win and it was one of the dumbest play calls I've ever fucking seen. (laughs) This one's kind of just funny in my opinion. Anyone who bet the under in the SMU-Houston game.
1: Okay, that's a good one. That's a really good one.
0: <laughs> and then the Clemson safety return against South Carolina. Remember oh. that play where they bunched up and then he fucking lateraled it forward. All right, what's your vote,
1: dude? I it's been so cemented in my brain. I cannot not pick this. It's the onside kick. It's Scott Frost's onside deciding onside kick against Northwestern. For me, it's that was there was nothing at all. That Gave him any precedent to do that. It wasn't even, there wasn't even a point to like shock them or anything. You're playing Northwestern. I don't understand. I like that's why he has no job. This is essentially why he has no job right now.
0: All right. All right. Um, so I really, really want to vote for that, but I'm giving it to Mizzou, my vote to Mizzou for at the end of the Auburn game. That was just terrible you have a chip shot field goal to just win the fucking game your fat kicker misses it and then you have a chance to score a touchdown to win the game and your running back fumbles it out of the back of the end zone tough all right very
1: tough i will give
0: black is mizzou red is scott frost
1: okay and yeah it makes sense and then zero will give it to the people that bet the under yes so, I, so This is such a great podcast. It really it? is, but this is fun. I like this better than the coin. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! God! Zero! Oh my God! It's a zero! Oh. It is
0: a zero. Holy shit. Oh, my shit. God. In a surprise win, anybody who bet the under in SMU Houston. No fucking way. The,
1: no one has seen that coming. Holy
0: shit. Oh, my shit. God. How much money did we just make?
1: No, he lost. Oh, fuck. You didn't put it on zero? I did not put it on zero. You doofus. What a surprise. That was a comfort behind. If you bet that, I think it was like plus 3,000. That was great odds.
0: All right, time to basically kind of like our Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Mm. It is time for the juiciest man of the year and special man in the world of college football. Desmond Watson, the Florida defensive tackle. I think he's going to be the unanimous winner for the next couple of years.
1: Yep, go ahead with the other nominees.
0: There is no other nominee. (laughs) Is there? (laughs) It was just Watson. What is his height and weight? I don't know, but he is a big dude. But, man, I know there's a clip of him out there. He just throws motherfuckers. Like, like uh, fuck, security at a bar, throw people out.
1: Yeah, I mean, he if he doesn't make it in the NFL, he has a security job lined up. He is definitely 400 pounds. I can't remember how tall he is.
0: I think he was 400 pounds when he came into Florida, and I know he's lost some weight since.
1: They have him listed at 6'5", 380. He is a freshman. So, yes. juiciest man of the year. Congratulations, to Desmond Watson.
0: All right. So now how do you how, all right for our game of the year I went through every single week of the season and I gave like three or four games per week that were probably oh, one, of, one of the best games of the that week. Do you want to go week by week and we'll pick a winner of each week? That's probably the and smart And then way after to do. that we'll do all the winners. Yeah. All That's right. That's probably the smart way to do it. All right. I didn't do week 0 cuz they're I mean nothing really memorable. Well, it was kind of memorable because it was funny to watch Nebraska lose. Um, But starting off in week one, UNC at App State, Utah at Florida, FSU versus LSU.
1: Yeah, I think this one's going to be pretty easy here. It's going to be pretty easy here. It's a North Carolina-App State Okay,
0: good. I figured we'd be unanimous with that. That was one of the craziest games of the season. It honestly feels like that was a year ago. Yeah. Might as well have been. All right, week two, we have App State at Texas A&M, Alabama at Texas. Many people probably didn't pay attention to it, but just because of how many overtimes it went into, Eastern Kentucky versus BG. And then we also have Tennessee at Pitt.
1: (sighs) Oh. Part of me wants to pick the Eastern Kentucky game just because they ran that like fat lineman lateral thing that doesn't <laughs> ever fucking work. <laughs> was... But I think the best game on here, and it was actually a really good game, was the Tennessee Pitt game.
0: Oh, really? So we're going to defer. I'm with Texas, Alabama.
1: Really, the guy that's in love with points picks a 20-19 game.
0: Just because it was like an insane game. There were so many flips that happened in that. You had... The crazy Bryce Young play in the end zone. You had Quinn Ewers going out, but Hudson Card stepping in and even getting dinged up and still able to almost pull that game out.
1: All right, so we'll give the Alabama game red. Okay. My game will be black, and then we will do the Eastern Kentucky game as zero. And let me tell you this. I can't bet more than $100 on a fake money casino site. It says you should not exceed your maximum bet of $100. It's not even real money. And it won't let me bet anymore.
0: Oh, my God. All right, let's
1: let that we'll spend here. There's some good choices. I'm, like, forgetting a lot of these games and how good they were. I kind of want zero to win.
0: Yay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah oh, so here we go. Bama, Texas advances. Are we going to do it at the end and break them all down and then pick one big winner? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, Week three. FSU at Louisville, Syracuse versus Purdue, Wake Forest versus Liberty, Arizona versus North Dakota State.
1: For me, it's Syracuse Purdue. Same here. I feel like I'm what's that to was
0: beat. one of the craziest endings to a game I have ever seen. And also, we had two like kickoffs from like the fifty, mm-hmm. which, in my opinion, just gets gives it bonus points. So, Syracuse and Purdue, the unanimous winner. All right, week four, we have Kansas State versus Oklahoma, Clemson versus Wake, Oregon versus Washington State, Tennessee versus Florida.
1: Hmm. I'm going to go Clemson-Wake Forest here.
0: So, we're going to defer Kansas State versus Oklahoma. Of
1: course you are going to. So, give Oklahoma-Kansas State red.
0: We're going to give Clemson, Wake, Black.
1: Black, and then give me a zero.
0: Uh, Oregon versus Wazoo.
1: Okay, it's been in here.
0: I swear to God, if we hit. Well, oh, Black. What, who did we? That is Blake. Oh, God that damn is it. F-
1: Wake Forest and Fuck. Clemson here. All
0: right. Week five, we have Clemson versus NC State, UCLA versus Washington, and Georgia Tech versus Pitt. Kind of Georgia Texas on here because I was such an like crazy upset. wasn't really the best week, but my votes for UCLA yep. versus Washington. All right, on to the week. Fuck uh, six. We have TCU versus Kansas, Notre Dame versus BYU, Bama Bama versus Texas A and M, and Purdue versus Maryland.
1: It's a pretty good slate there. I'll go TCU-Kansas. Same here. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: I thought, like, going through these, I tried to list some of the best games, but for some of these, it was, like, kind of unanimous when I was writing them down. Week 7, the slate of the the fucking year. Tennessee versus Bama. I picked that one. TCU versus Oklahoma State. Utah versus USC. And UNC versus Duke.
1: Unfortunately, there's only one to pick here. It's Tennessee, Alabama. <laughs> yes,
0: it is. I was honestly kind of concerned that that one might end up winning it. it
1: all. It sucks that – Um, God, I already escaped me. What was the game you listed right – oh, the TCU Oklahoma State game had to fall in that same week because that was really good
0: too. That was – and it was literally kind of happening at the s- yeah. same time.
1: It ended a little bit before because I remember being on Oklahoma State. Yeah.
0: Week eight we have Clemson versus Syracuse, Oregon versus UCLA. Oklahoma State versus Texas, and TCU versus Kansas State. I don't know. My vote's for Clemson versus Syracuse.
1: I was about to say the same thing, but it just it, it didn't come to fruition the way I wanted it to, but I'll go yeah. with that as well. It was still a really good game. All
0: right, week eight, or week, goddammit, nine. OSU versus Penn State. USC versus Arizona, and Ole Miss versus Texas A&M. Wasn't the best slate.
1: I would go to Ohio State-Penn State. Same here.
0: Kind of biased, but oh well. All right. Week 10, we have Georgia versus Tennessee, Texas versus Kansas State, LSU versus Bama, Liberty versus Arkansas.
1: I like how you put that on there. It's, it's <laughs> LSU-Bama.
0: It is. It is. I had to put I had to give the one last shout out to being right about Liberty mm. versus Arkansas. Um week eleven we have Bama versus Ole Miss, Washington versus Oregon, TCU versus Texas, and Arizona versus UCLA. So
1: most of these games happen at night. This was a situation where I did not watch a single football game I remember because I ended up going to a drive in movie. And my girlfriend no, I driving at the end of the night. No. So I spent the whole day with her. I did not have any eyes on any games, so I will not pick. I will uh, give it to you.
0: Oh, Like, I'm not going to make a pick on a game. Oh, no God, game I didn't is... see. All right.
1: Because I was tracking the Texas-Kansas State game. I'm going to give there. it to
0: Arizona-UCLA then, just because that was an amazing mm. upset. Next year, I need to. we need to do, like, an upset of the year. Col- oh, that's a good one. Colorado actually winning a game would have won it. Um... Week 12, TCU versus Baylor, USC versus UCLA, and Boise State versus Wyoming. Many people don't know how crazy that ending was, but it was a hell of a game. What's your vote?
1: Just because the ending, TCU-Baylor.
0: Just because it was an Overs Paradise, USC versus UCLA.
1: That's a good one, too. So we'll give you the red for UCLA here.
0: Yeah, USC. or USC
1: and UCLA. Give me, a, give me the zero.
0: Do it quick. Uh, well, we only have one other one. Oh and yeah, it's Boise State versus Wyoming. Well, that
1: could be an upset pick here. Oh God.
0: Oh. Oh, it was close. So that was TCU Baylor. Yes, sir. It was. It honestly probably deserved to win. All right, week thirteen: South Carolina versus Clemson, Oregon State versus Oregon, UCF versus USF.
1: I'm gonna go with Michigan over Ohio State.
0: I hate you. I will stab <laughs> you in the throat. That's not part of the nominee.
1: Honestly, I like the South Carolina game too, but I kind of want to go Oregon State, Oregon here. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I like that. Just,
0: it, like just the circumstances of that comeback just made it so much worth it. All right, so we're going through the weeks, and then I need, I need your pick. We have week one: UNC versus. UNC versus App State. Week two, Alabama, Texas. Week three, Syracuse Purdue. Week four, Clemson versus Wake. Week five, UCLA versus Washington. Week six, TCU versus Kansas. Week seven, Tennessee versus Bama. Week eight. Oh, Clemson versus Syracuse. Week nine, Ohio State versus Penn State. Week 10, LSU versus Bama. Week 11, Arizona versus UCLA. Week 12, TCU versus Baylor. Week 13, Oregon State versus Oregon.
1: So, I feel like we should, since this is a pretty big game here,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we should pick four nominees.
0: All right. Can you list off your four nominees?
1: God, it's so tough here. I mean, for me, obviously, there's three that come to mind right off the bat. App State, UNC, Bama, LSU, Bama, T- uh, Tennessee. Those are the ones come up, and then probably my last one would be Syracuse, Purdue. But I also like Oregon, Oregon State. So,
0: so if you
1: have any of those five, so
0: our three, our top three are the same. Okay. My fourth though is TCU versus Baylor.
1: You didn't even pick it in the original.
0: I know, but just going through it and, like, reading them through. Okay. And I was like, God damn. Just, well, it wasn't, but still, like, I picked the U- USC-UCLA because it was an over-paradise. Obviously, tcu Baylor should have won it. I even said that, like, two minutes ago. Stupid. All right.
1: So, first game, App State-UNC.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: making that 1 through 12.
0: Oh, we're do. oh God.
1: Bama-Tennessee— I mean, this is a thing you can bet on roulette if you guys play the right.
0: Okay, wait, 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 wait. How are we doing this?
1: <laughs> Just list it off here. UNC App State is 1 through 12. Okay. Bama, Tennessee is 13 to 24. Got it? Uh,
0: is 13 through what?
1: 24. Okay. And then do we have Bama, LSU, the last one, right? Yeah, twenty-five to thirty-six, and then zero. I will give you TCU and Baylor. Got it.
0: All right, Let's see what the win. Let's is. spin
1: that wheel. Oh, this is crazy. This I is a great I podcast. I wish somebody
0: could the, see it. The, oh my god! Oh.
1: Come on, drop. It's twenty.
0: Is it Bama, Tennessee? And honestly, I think that's, that's the right. Who answer. deserves it? I think
1: that's the right answer. The yeah. wheel spoke, and the wheel was correct.
0: Yes, it did. So that concludes. And honestly, I wanted to do a viral moment of the year, but I really only had three nominees for it.
1: Hit me. I'll I'll pick one.
0: I'll go in order by why winner will be last. So the one that I had was. The security guard, the Kansas security guard, that after they were talking about the goalpost getting taken out, he's like, "We lost the goalpost. Shit happens." That was an amazing moment, especially how the, everything happened for Kansas. I still the, think that was staged. But the other one was after the Texas A&M upset. The videos of Boone, North Carolina, after App State won when the two like sides of the campus met together and just created a mosh pit in the middle of Boone, North Carolina. That was an amazing moment. But what I th- thought was going to be a landslide victory, the Tennessee goalpost mm-hmm. going into the river. yeah. And honestly, like that whole night after that game, I just remember tracking where the fucking goalpost was because I remember seeing the videos of them just carrying it down the streets, and then all of a sudden that motherfucker ends up in the river and has a Google spot of where it's at.
1: Yes, that was awesome. So
0: I thought that was going to win in a landslide, but Tennessee goalpost, viral moment of the year. So that concludes our Juicies. All
1: right, we're back with picks here. It is bowl Hallelujah. season, Connor. Hallelujah. We're gonna start off hot here, Friday morning, eleven thirty. That is awesome, especially if you have a Monday to Thursday schedule like we do. Uh huh. UAB Miami Ohio UAB is a ten and a half point favorite, Connor. I believe we are picking every single bowl game, correct?
0: You're goddamn right, we are.
1: But we're just gonna run through Tuesdays for this one, and then we'll just go from there. So, Connor, give me a play for Miami UAB.
0: So I, I've made this pick last night, and then I found out the news that Dwayne McBride won't be playing in this bowl game. So I'm a little bit worried about I was a little bit worried about taking the spread. I'm st- I still think I could hit this, but give me the UAB team total over 28. I think they're going to be able to score points. They've been a different team since their quarterback came back healthy. I just think they could come away with more than four touchdowns.
1: You know, I was just going to take the spread, but I think I like that more. Just need four touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and you could find it like it. I found it at like even like twenty seven, twenty seven and a half. But I took it at twenty eight, just yeah. because I think you're cool to push too. So yeah,
1: yeah, I agree there. I'll take that with you. Game that should not be played tomorrow. Actually, no, it should be this played should be way later.
0: Yes, you know this is the only bowl game that has two conference champions playing in it.
1: Really, yes. and they are UTSA versus Troy. UTSA is a one point favorite. Connor.
0: UTSA is the one point favorite now. As it currently sits, correct. Wow! So this flipped from last night, uh, but last night I ended up just betting UTSA money line and I got it at minus one hundred one.
1: It's actually now one and a half and just moved. So you Jesus the middle. Christ! Money line is at yeah, minus and I took
0: it like when they were one and a half point dogs. So yeah, I just Troy, you had a great season this year. I just think that UTSA is a lot better of a team and as just like a little bit of hidden reason for them to want to win this game utsa is looking for their first bowl win ever yeah added motivation utsa yep i
1: i like that too and like you said meet me meet me also their last time like, your last game, and you're going to send off going to the American, too. I think you want to make a pretty good impression there. So I and you like even know
0: well. Frank Harris is coming back, so I think he's going to want ball out.
1: Let's go to Saturday. Cincy and Louisville. Louisville is a the minus. Satterfield Bowl. Yes, the Satterfield Bowl is minus one and a half here, over-under set at 40.
0: So, I know on both sides, I know Malik Cunningham is sitting out for Louisville. I know there's several people from Cincinnati that will be sitting out. We know that both coach and both head coaches aren't there. It's a weird one. Very, very. I honestly have no idea what to expect. And in most situations when I do this, I bet the over. And this over is at 40 points. I know Malik is not playing in this game. But Louisville's backup, I, his name is fucking escaping me right now. He's had experience this season. Malik's been dinged up, and he's had to come in and relieve and win games. So I think there's not going to be... there. Obviously, there is a drop-off from Malik to the backup, but this is a backup that has experience. And honestly, like it's so hard to pick a side. I wanted to pick Cincinnati because... The interim coach is Kerry Combs, and if you have no idea who Kerry Combs is He was the former offense or defensive coordinator at Ohio State longtime Cornerbacks coach this motherfucker brings the juice He drinks about five Red Bulls a day, and he's a Grandpa he should not be drinking this much Red Bull. He is an just absolute energy bug He's going to have Cincinnati going. I know they look kind of doom and gloom. I just think th- that number at 40 it's, is low. It's so low.
1: It's very low. And like you said, with having Kerry Combs there, I like Cincinnati in this game. I would take the money line with Cincinnati here. Respect. Really, like a, a game that I actually will have a lot of eyes on that I really like this weekend. Florida, Oregon State. Oregon State is 10 points favorite. Yes, Anthony Richardson's not playing.
0: Are you going in order by time? Yes. Okay. There was one that I had before that. The just keep going.
1: Okay, over under set at fifty two and a half. Connor, up to you, Jake or Jack Miller time.
0: Yeah, Jack Miller time. Former Ohio State quarterback. So I really have no idea what the fuck to expect in this game. But I'm gonna just take the points with Florida. Like that's ten points. That's a lot, of it's a lot of points for Oregon State. Oregon State that is extremely one dimensional to possibly go up a team that does have probably more talent than you. So just for that reason, I feel like that's a lot of points for Oregon State to be given up. It is. They a played a lot of close games. So I just think that Florida keeps this a lot closer.
1: No AR. Oregon State is 10 2 against the spread.
0: I know, I know. It doesn't look good for me, but this is It lot. is a
1: lot of points, but I'm willing to lay them with Oregon State here. I'm taking the minus 10 here. Oh, we're fighting. I know, we're going to fight. And honestly, to be honest with you guys, if, if you follow the show enough, I don't know if you want to back me right now if I'm fighting yeah. it. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, yeah. <sighs>
1: All right, standing over here, Washington State, Fresno State. Fresno State is three-and-a-half-point favorites. Connor, I know you're going to love this game. You love both these teams. Over-under set at 53.
0: So I kind of have three plays on this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Obviously, I'm betting the over. Duh. But my favorite play is Wazoo plus three and a half. And I'm sprinkling the money line. I I love Fresno State. I love Jake Haner.
1: Oh, it's actually four now. Jesus Christ, four. why the fuck does this keep climbing?
0: What do I not know? Just give me the points with Wazoo.
1: 70% of the money is on Fresno State.
0: I'm sorry, but I think Wazoo is the better team. We I, I understand Fresno State's riding an eight-game winning streak, but this is a team that probably has more talent than you.
1: Yeah, I think Washington State too. and We've been backing them all year is better than their seven and five record. Mm-hmm. Things could have went if a couple games went a different way, they could be easily eight and four, nine and three. If you're giving me, I'm not taking the money line, but I will take that plus four. I like that a lot too. All right. All right. This game, to be honest, Connor, I don't know much about either team. Five forty-five kick here. Rice, Southern Miss. Southern Miss is a six and a half point favorite over under set at forty-five and a half. You
0: know who Southern Miss is? Uh, running back is.
1: I do not. Oh, it's um. Fuck. It's uh Frank Gorson.
0: Yes. Yes. There we go. We're old. Um, or at least I am. So something that has been very trendy and very good this season. Has been rice overs. So I'm going to take the over 45 and a half. Kind of a low over. I don't know what the fuck to expect. Southern Miss is also
1: 7-5 to, to the over, two, so that's good, too. Yeah. So I like that. Um, You know, I'll just try it with you. I trust you. I trust <laughs> oh, you. God. I like that. And you oh, give me, God. You give, the, you give me the trend, too. I love it. Oh, God. here Here's a game I know you would love, too. SMU-BYU. SMU is a four-point favorite. Over-under set at 64 and a half.
0: I liked it before I knew Jaron Hall was out, or right. he it has not been confirmed out yet. But from reading some of the head coaching things that I've seen, it doesn't look promising for him to start. Nevertheless, over sixty four, if he plays, love the over even better, and I got to add better number. I know this was all the way up to, this, or I think this opened at seventy three and has dropped nine points since. Still, I think SMU is going to be able to get points. BYU, I love you. Your defense is not that good, but I still think no matter what, SMU or BYU is going to be able to score points on SMU with like their wishy washy defense. So yeah, I, sixty four.
1: I don't like this because of being the BYU fan, but I'm going to take the points and lay them with SMU. SMU won four of the last five games. BYU kind of limped to the finish line here after we were propping them up as a potential dark horse playoff contender, and it just exploded <laughs> in our face. Off. So I'll be, I'm cool with laying the points there. North Texas, Boise State. Boise State is a 10-point favorite, 10.5-point favorite, my bad, and over-under is set at 60 even.
0: Oh, so this is ju- it's jumped up a little The over? Bit. Yeah, I'm taking the over 59.5. North Texas, I think, is going to be able to score points, but their defense we saw against UTSA is very leaky. Taylor Green has been very good this season, and I just think he's going to be able to put points up against North Texas. And at the same time, I think North Texas is going to find success. So, yeah, give me the – It's I grabbed it at 59.5, so give me the over.
1: I don't really have, like, a little a lean either way. I guess it's open at seven and a half, and it's already climbed three points here. I mean, yeah, North, Texas, North
0: Texas fired. their coach.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why I'll, I'm pretty comfortable here laying the ten and a half.
0: It's a lot of points to give up.
1: But. It is a lot of points, but I do think there's also a pretty big talent You also have a
0: 29 year old quarterback on the other side. That is
1: true. In a game that no one expected to be in a bowl game here. Wait, wait, wait! Did I miss you one? Mi-
0: you missed one on Saturday.
1: Did I missed one Saturday.
0: Yes. In the Cricket Celebration Bowl, we have Jackson State versus oh, North you Carolina okay. Central. I'm on
1: FBS. I totally forgot about that game.
0: Yeah, so this opened up at 17. It's dropped to 14. And I wonder if people don't know. Deion's still coaching Jackson State. And I'm pretty sure Shadur is playing in this game. And Travis Hunter.
1: That's all I to here. This
0: dropped. Give me Jackson State minus 14. Yeah. And I mean, plus, I think there's... A little bit of dissatisfaction after not winning the Celebration Bowl last year. They're going to come out and want to win this in Dion's last game.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, after you told me that, I, there's nothing else I need to hear, especially when it's a good number like 14. Yes, Marshall UConn. Marshall's 10 point favorite. Over/under set at 41. Principal bet here. Take give me give me the Huskies and the points. God damn
0: it, we're give me the plus 10. This. UConn plus 10. Been one of the better covering spreads or covering teams this season.
1: Nine and three against the spread, so that's basically all I need to hear from that. Maybe a little sprinkle money line. That would be awesome. <laughs> maybe no, maybe throw no, them into a no
0: no no. Don't talk me into it. Okay, Tuesday,
1: Eastern Michigan, San Jose State, San Jose State, three and a half point favorite, over under set at fifty four and a half.
0: Again, no fucking idea what to bet. Give me the under. Oh, fifty four and a half. I just I like. I, Mountain West versus Mac team, I, I don't know what the fuck to expect. I just think it goes under.
1: San Jose State is a pretty good under team here, too.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the one reason I really like this under. I My brain's fried with looking at like all these stats and everything to back up my picks. I come for, I forget to write shit down.
1: I'm really scared to bet either side of this game because Eastern Michigan has been so... Flippy floppy week to week. One week I'm on them; they they can't do shit. As soon as they start to fade them, the offense is a juggernaut. So with that, I'll take the under with you. I don't want to bet. I don't want to bet anything on Western Michigan. I can't pick them either way. I can't pick for them. I can't pick against them. And lastly, two of Connor's favorite teams: Liberty, Toledo. Toledo's a five-point favorite. Over/under set at fifty-four.
0: Say, Cody, what do I typically do when there's two teams that I really enjoy watching? You bet and the over play- and sit back and watch it. Exactly. Give me the if over 54.
1: Let me get something here to back you up. There's no data that's going to back you up here.
0: Yep. I don't need fucking data. Just drop your nuts time. I don't know. Toledo was a little disappointing this season. They have one of the better defenses in the Mac, but like, yeah, there were times that like, I did say Daquan was the best quarterback. Obviously Rourke at Ohio proved me wrong, but he's still a solid quarterback. And I think they're going to be able to, I don't know. They kind of fell away from like what I saw in the Ohio state game and how they kind of were, they were an over team at the beginning of the season and I just I just can't get I don't have a I don't know who to pick like if I kind of had to pick a side I'd lean Toledo because Liberty don't have their head coach.
1: Yeah, I'm picking Toledo and I'm laying the points there, especially with Hugh Freeze being gone and not to mention you're coming off the 49 to 14 beatdown from New Mexico State True. as your final game and that True. is gonna be like that's that's bad. And they kind of, and they also, Liberty's coming off three straight losses too, so nothing really great.
0: Yeah, yeah. So over.
1: That'll conclude all our picks for the week. Thanks for everybody for listening for the Juicies, the first annual College Football Juicy Awards.
0: All winners expect something in the mail. Yeah. Actually, don't. Probably not until we start making money. Yeah,
1: we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Enjoy all the bowl games this weekend. Enjoy yourselves. We're out of here. Peace.